if you're going to listen to audio, I would go all in audio. <laughs> I could just see you cringing. Like, you're like, Ugh. <laughs> I know. Welcome to Red Vine Reads, a community of book lovers talking about our favorite and not so favorite books while pouring a glass or two of wine. I'm your host, Jenna Miller, and with me today is Abby Williams, lover of historical fiction and a good plot twist. Now, before we start, I should warn you that we do spoil the endings of the books we review, so if you don't like that, then please go finish the book and come right back to this episode. But if you're here for just the fun-loving conversation, then welcome. We're so happy you're here. Whether you want to read one, none, or all of these books, the choice is up to you. These reviews are not backed by any science or experience, just purely two opinionated amateur readers. You may hate the books we love or love the books we hate. Everyone has different tastes, but we hope this podcast is fun to listen to no matter how you like your books. You can tell us your opinions or your hot takes on these books on our Instagram and TikTok at rwreadspodcast. That's at R-W-R-E-A-D-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. So without further ado, let's pull some corks and get reading. This week, we read Red Queen by Victoria Aviard. Abby. <laughs> Hello. Hello and welcome to Red Wine Reads. I'm so happy to have you here. Thanks for having me as always. We're uh, we're recording this in the new year. We're so excited to be here. So many good episodes ahead. I'm not going to lie. I'm very excited for our book list. There's a couple of books on there that I've been wanting to read. Well, this, uh, this book in particular is an interesting way that we got to it. So this week we are reading Red Queen by Victoria Aviard. This is a book that I read, read slash listened to on audio back in 2018 when I was in New York and just doing, you know, subway, lots of subway rides, lots of walking. And so I made it through this entire series and I remember liking it quite a bit. It was like the first fantasy series I'd read in a while since like reading in middle school. And I and I just like remember really liking it. And then um, this is kind of a, a preview to what is to come later on this year, but I am hopping on another podcast to talk about this series, which I'm very excited about. And they gave me a list of books and this series was on it. So I was like, oh my God, I should read this again, see how I feel. And then um, Abby and I were going to read another book and it just hit a little too close to home and it was a little too dark for us. So we decided to pivot and I was like, well, I'm reading this really fun fantasy book. Do you want to hop on the train? And she was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I, do, I do need to preface this. So I finished the book that we were supposed to read. Totally understand where you were coming from. When we say that it just got a little too dark, it took it about 10 steps too far. And it wasn't even like thriller. It was like real life scenarios we're faced with every single day. So when you suggested this, I was like, absolutely. Let's read something a little bit lighter. A little bit lighter. Just out of this world, completely new world. So that was, um, that's what we wanted. (laughs) For sure. For sure. So this book is uh, one of four in a series. It kind of takes place in this, you know, mythical world where you have people who are red-blooded and people who are silver-blooded. And the people who are red-blooded are kind of just your normal people. Uh, They don't have any special powers. They don't have anything. They kind of live in the slums. This is like, you know, your kind of poor uh, faction. And then you have the silver-blooded people who have these powers. Um, Some people turn into stone and you can't and they aren't injured. And then you have some people who have fire, some people who have can control water, some people who can control metal. So you can have a a gambit of people in there. And then um, you meet our main character, Mare, who is red blooded, comes from a red blooded family. And she finds out that she has a special power to um, control electricity. And so chaos ensues from there. And we follow her journey as she kind of gets into 
to the royal court and they try to hide that she is in fact red-blooded and has powers because that will lead to some people questioning who should be in power da, 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 and leads to a rebellion. That's just a little background of this book. A few quick facts before we get started. This book was originally published in 2015, so it is actually getting quite up quite old. It has a 4.4 out of 5 on Goodreads, so people genuinely like it. The other books kind of vary. <laughs> it's one of four books, like I said, in a young adult series, so it's it's pretty tame in regards to, you know, romance and that sort of thing. And then it's in development at Peacock for a TV series. See, I love doing these with you because I didn't know that. That's awesome. You got to go deep into deep into the archives. Nice. And then a little bit about Victoria Aveyard. Uh, she studied screenwriting at USC. So this is why I'm very excited for this new series to come out because I feel like she'll be kind of more adept to see this come on to screen. And so I hope that she's, you know, a huge part of this, uh, of them making this into a TV series because I feel like she'll be really good at that. She was inspired to write Red Queen after she graduated college with just a lot of student loan debt. And she was like, I can't find a way to get out of it. And so this kind of inspired... That is so funny. I mean, relatable. I know. And then uh, this book was the recipient of Goodreads Choice Award for debut Goodreads author. So she was like a debut author back in 2015 for this book. So there you go. I guess I forgot to mention this earlier. What are you drinking this morning? It's 1130 where I am. <laughs> it is only 930 where I am. So coffee brought to you by coffee. Coffee, our number one sponsor. Literally of my life. Sponsor of my life, to be honest. I am drinking the Lemoncello La Croix. La Croix. Uh, it is the only La Croix I will drink and it tastes delightful. Some bubbly goodness. I was about to pop champagne and then I was like, I have quite a bit to do today. <laughs> I mean, mimosas are allowed. I know, but I'm going to a wine bar later tonight and uh, oh. got to save. It's called pre-gaming, Jenna. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we kind of, you know, we already got into the summary of this a little bit. And so while our main character, Mare, is at the palace, she finds out that there's two princes there. So there's Cal, who's the older one, and Maven, who's the younger one. They both control fire, and Maven kind of describes himself as the shadow to the fire. Not as important, since he's younger. The Cal is clearly the father's favorite. And you know, throughout the book, Mare becomes very sympathetic of Maven and his position in the court. And almost falls in love with him, kind of falls in love with the idea of him. But she also has a lot of feelings for Cal, who she had met before in the stilts where she grew up, and she didn't realize that he was the prince, and then she finds out that he is the prince. <laughs> crazy times, crazy times. Yep. I just am always in awe of the the trope of the, the love triangle, very big. But I must ask why it's such a big thing among brothers. <laughs> Because it's, it's that brotherly competition. Which, which I get, but there was already competition with like, okay, Cal is the, the warrior. He's going to be king. Maven is the shadow. And then you got to add a girl in. And I'm just like, that's bad luck. Bad luck. I feel like it, this book almost needed it. I don't know. You need to get in the heads of both brothers. And I feel like Mare was the kind of catalyst for that. I would agree. Especially, again, spoiler alert, we preface this at the beginning of each episode, but in case you didn't know, spoiler alert, when Maven get, gets to the end of the book and he ends up betraying everyone, if you didn't have that kind of sympathetic view from Mare's point of view that kind of Victoria has, you wouldn't get that same shock and you wouldn't get that same feeling. Yeah, we wouldn't have been as shocked. And also it's kind of like when Mare and Cal are dancing and they make out, you're kind of like, Ooh. 
<laughs> yeah, no, true. I felt super uncomfy at that point. I was like, oh no. <laughs> but it was kind of funny. One thing that did surprise me about this book was um, I did read it a while ago and I, in my head, I was like, I think Maven betrays them, but I can't remember. And as I'm reading, I was like, maybe I mixed it up with a different book because I don't think that is it. Well, I do think she does a pretty good job, especially early on. Like you feel for Maven, man. I was like, he's so nice. He's helping the resistance. He is in this for Mare. Like he wants to do what's right. So she actually does a very, very good job of having the audience grow this sympathy for him. And then just boom, hits you. I'm not going to lie. I saw it coming. Mm -hmm. You can't have a mom like that and not be scumbag. (laughs) You just can't. So (laughs) yeah. But I do think that most people, why they like this book is because of that shock factor where they were like, I did not see that coming. Mm, yes. And playing off of that. So his mother, Queen Alara. So Queen Alara, Maven's mother. So Cal's mother um, was another queen who had died years prior. And we find out later that she was killed by Queen Alara because she was just a terrible per- person. Well, we, ha- we also have to preface it with, so Alara has the ability to basically control you. So in a sense, she kind of took over Cal's mom's mind and made her do some things. <laughs> yes, that made her seem like a traitor. Right. And therefore she got killed because of it. Uh, so Queen Alara, yes, she has the power to get inside your brain and control you. So she can kind of control your thoughts and control your movements. But while she's controlling you, she has the ability to let you watch. And so you can't control yourself, but you're watching yourself do all these heinous things, which is awful. So the queen before Queen Alara, Cal's mother, her brother was named Julian. And Julian is still at the court and he's kind of the librarian and he teaches Mare all about her powers, all about the land and who came into power and who she should trust. And he kind of was always skeptical of Maven and Mare was like, I don't know, like, it's fine. And then, you know, always trust Julian because he he's a good guy. Favorite character. And so anyways, so she trusts Julian and then um, he ends up getting caught by Maven at the end when Maven becomes bad and julian is believed to be dead at at the end of the first book caught by maven did you just give me a hint that i'm sorry (laughs) no it's okay it's okay that that makes me happy it's so hard (laughs) to do just the first book of the series she ends it on like a point where you're like okay i need to i need to read the next one and so where does she end it uh cal and uh mare get rescued by the resistance find out her brother is still alive and part of that resistance and they're in the undergrounds escaping essentially um and yet cal is in shackles they like still don't trust him all this stuff and so and then maven is hunting them so there there we have it yes that's exciting so how many like fantasy books have you read in the past let's say okay zero great (laughs) yeah i am again not your fantasy girl so i was excited to read this because i just don't tend to like fantasy like even movies i'm not i'm not huge into that Mm -hmm. so when i say that i was shocked that i i genuinely enjoyed this book like i did um i read it in like two days so that's always a good tell i guess like what what stood out to you is like you know if you're thinking back why did i like this one as opposed to like the books that i normally like what what do you think kind of stood out to you is that obviously we do a lot of pairings on this books that we've read that we've liked and we we'd be dumb if we didn't see the similarities between the two but we all know that i really started my love for reading with the hunger games and so it's very very similar to that and then it just adds in a little bit of fantasy and i didn't feel like overwhelmed by fantasy it wasn't 
a crazy new world, you could kind of put yourself in it still, if that makes sense. So I think that's the difference for me. I could still picture it. Yeah, I feel like there is a slight difference between kind of these dystopian type novels and then full blown fantasy novels. Mm -hmm. Because I agree, like those full blown fantasy novels are hard to get into because you have to learn all the characters and you have to learn all the, the world building and you have to know who is good, who is bad, who does this, who does that. And with this, it's pretty self-explanatory. Right. You kind of have two factions and then you have a little bit of crossover with one character, but you know, in general, these people are in power, like silvers are in power, red is not. Right. My brain didn't hurt from trying to figure out, okay, this person is this, this person lives here, blah, 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 blah. Like I wasn't like, oh my goodness, I can't wrap my brain around it necessarily. Like right away I knew, okay, she's red, he's silver. It was more digestible, I would say. No, I, I agree. I think that's the magic of young adult fiction, too. It's just laid out right there in front of you. It may not be the most best written piece in the world, which gets into my one, my, one of my qualms with this book. It's not the best written book in the world, but it's, it's easy to read. It's fun. If you need a break from reading these heavy books or reading these very literary books, this is a great little series to just like bust through. Okay, so I had started this probably two days after I finished the other book. And honestly, I don't want to, I don't want to bash that book. So I'm not even going to give them the title or anything. I actually really did enjoy it. Like she was a very good writer. I, and I think that was part of the issue as is I felt like I was in it and I was like, it, it was too dark. I, I do wonder, did I like this book so much because I was coming off of such a dark kind of uncomfortable read, you know? So I'd be interested to see the next book if I enjoy it as much, but yeah, I, it really is it was it was a good read after um, the book that shall not be named. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that's what I think. I mean, one of my big qualms with this is when you're reading it, physically reading it, it's nice. It's just like you're breezing through it. But when you're listening to it, first of all, the narrator they chose is terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I don't I don't know her name. And I am I'm really apologize because maybe I, it's just me. But her accents are really bad. She doesn't differentiate enough between Kalorn and Cal and Maven. And so it was just like listening to it is brutal. But like that sometimes is the only way I can finish a book if I'm if I'm reading enough. That's a conversation that you and I have had before. You love audiobooks. I, I don't think I've ever listened to a full audiobook um, because I like having it. And again, I like yeah how you're reading it in your mind. So I'd be interested to read or listen, I guess, to one of these. Yeah, narrator can make or break, I think. Yeah, and it's almost, if you're going to listen to an audiobook, you kind of got to go all in. Like, you can't go half and half. And so I think that's also my mistake. But it was just... Yeah, it just took me out of it when I was starting to listen to it on audio. So I had to stop during the first book because I was like, it's just not it's just not good. And like the writing and the dialogue is just like weird. You know, it is very young adult esque. So it's very, very beginnings of writing. And so the dialogue is not great. Well, I think we have to look at it for what it is. And I actually had to keep reminding myself of that. I was like, this is young adult. This isn't supposed to be like, oh, yeah, because I agree that dialogue, there's certain certain times where I was just like, okay, but I don't know. I think for what it is, she does well for it. Yeah. And I agree. And in my final ratings, like that reflects that because it you, I especially learned this from Sierra when reading like romance novels. I'm like, you got to take it for what it is. It's just going to be an easy read. And that's just how it is. And it's fine. But it's just like, 
I want to forewarn anyone who wants to read this book. If you're going to listen to it on audio, it's probably not going to be as good as if you're reading it physical copy. But if you're going to listen to audio, I would go all in audio <laughs> and start from the beginning because you will be disappointed with who who she acts out. I could just see you cringing. Like you're like, Ugh. <laughs> anyways, it's fine. I, it's whatever. But which is funny because I literally listened to it on audio my first time I re- reading through it. Yeah, but that was 2018, Jenna. You're a new woman now. <laughs> a new woman. I have read more books. It's all that romance. Well, and that's also the funny thing. I I was waiting for there to be more. And I just kept having to remind myself, I was like, this is not a Sarah J. Bass book. You are not going to get full-fledged fairy sex scenes. You got to let it go. <laughs> there were a couple times I thought I was going to get a little bit and just absolutely nothing. This is PG on that. Yeah, it is. It's young adults. So it's like, I kiss a kiss. Even you said like they were making out when they were dancing. I didn't get that. I know. It's kind of like divergent. It's like I, you know, when I was in middle school, I would go back and I would like look at the scene where Thor and Triss are down by the water and they have like their first makeout scene. And I, not kidding you, I bookmarked that shit. And I would go back in middle school and like that was like my my like middle school porn. Oh (laughs) my god. This definitely reminded me of that, of like, okay. I mean, it kind of goes back to that as well. It's like it's young adult, it's not teen, so like they could she could have put a little bit, a little bit more. I know. I'm interested now reading through the series a second time. I'm like, I don't remember how the last couple books are, so I'm like, I wonder if it gets steamier in the next couple of books. We'll see. Uh, so far, not. I, like, don't even know what else to talk about here. It's, uh... I mean, it is, like, I think it, exactly what you said. I enjoyed it. Like, I genuinely did. But I had to remind myself that this is what it is. You know, like, I couldn't... I didn't want to put a standard that was unachievable for this book. Yeah, and I think what I'm struggling with so hard is is it was what it was. Like, it was a fantasy book. There was no deeper meaning. There was no, like... Oh, this is interesting. It is what it is. <laughs> I don't think that's a bad, like, I don't think that's a bad, there there needs to be room for books like that. It's not a bad thing. Where it's like, oh, did it leave me, like, thinking about certain things? No. Like, I was like, cool, on to the next book. I did not hate it. It just kind of is what it is. So I think people just, um, if they've already read it, maybe they want to reread it with you. I don't know. They just need to know, like, this book, I can't speak to the whole series, but it, it's going to be an enjoyable read, but don't think it's going to change your life. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. (laughs) Well, let's roll into final ratings then. I may sound like I'm bagging on it, but I gave it a four out of five. It gave me exactly what I wanted. It gave me a young adult fun fantasy book that I devoured. Like I read it so fast and it was easy. It was fun. I liked the characters. Were they the most developed characters in the world? No. Was Mare a little bit dry? Yes. But it's fine. Like, she's fine. But it was, you know, you're looking for an easy read. You're looking for a fun read. You're looking for a fantasy read. You're looking for a young adult read. This is it. If You could probably read this to your kids if you really wanted to. It's like, it's pretty chill. There's some fight scenes that are a little gnarly. But other than that, like... Your kids watch the news. They can... They can see this. Yeah, I just said this is my little piece that I wrote. I said this book was a little less developed than I remembered. So there were some slow parts and some stumbling dialogue. But overall, it was a unique idea and had me immediately reaching for the next book in the series. For that, I gave it a four out of five. It gave me exactly what I wanted. Yeah. So for me, I also gave it a four out of five because, again, I actually I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a nice light read. I read it very fast. 
cool. It met my expectations and my expectations weren't super high, but that doesn't mean that, you know, uh, so it's funny that you say that the character mayor is a little dry um, because going forward, you probably, I should point this out. She was probably my least favorite part of this book. What do you do when you love the entire story, but you kind of dislike the main character? That's kind of how I felt. But I think, I, I, I don't know how else to describe it. Just things she did. I was just like, why are you doing that? You know, the entire time. So that's the only thing, but moving towards our ratings and everything like that does play into it. But yeah, four out of five, because I enjoyed it. I would read the second or I'm going to read the second book and we'll see if it lives up to the first book. But I, the writing was good, honestly. Like it, uh, I, I really liked the characters. Honestly, I think that she did a good job with that plot twist at the end, um, which is probably why I would give it such a high rating. I did see it coming, but I don't think a lot of people did. I'm just one of those, like, I overthink it. I'm like, there's no way this is too good to be true. So, um, yeah, that's it. Like, kind of why I would give it a four out of five. And I would recommend this book, honestly. Yeah, no, me too. Well, there we go. Let's get into our pairings. We like to end our show with a segment called Pairings, where my guest and I will pick TV shows, books, movies, and drinks that will pair well with today's book. Let's get into it. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I'll go first because why not? Okay, I'm taking it back to Prince Zuko. My TV has to be The Last Airbender, uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. Obviously, everyone's superpowers, they are... basically bending metal, fire, water, electricity for mayor, all that. So that's literally the perfect pairing. Um, And then it's a lot of that sense of, you know, we had the capital in the Red Queen versus, you know, uh, the Reds and the slums and all that. And so it's kind of the same thing with the Fire Nation versus everyone else. So perfect pairing right there. Plus, that show is my favorite. So uh, 10 out of 10 recommend that. You're going to judge me so hard for this, Jenna. But it's fine. Um, It's a very like on the nose, but also just like how it made me feel. Okay. (sighs) Picture it. You're sitting in the theater. Anna is dying on the couch near a fire. And Hans goes, if only someone loved you. That's actually not bad. The same betrayal as Maven. So um, my movie pairing is, of course, Frozen. It, I was so, so mad. I saw it coming, but that didn't mean I wasn't pissed off about it. So that's really good, though. Thank you. Thank you. I thought about it long and hard. Okay. And then I feel... I always hate doing books because I've already said this, but like the Hunger Games, it was very similar. Honestly, it was kind of essentially the same concept because even the capital in this book, they do kind of Hunger Games things, but instead it's them fighting, um, but none of them die because they have healers. But just aspects of that and then someone basically leading the resistance, things like that. So, and then my, what I said about uh, the main character in Mockingjay, there were times where I was like, Katniss, I swear to goodness, you are being so dumb. I cannot stand you. Don't get me wrong. I love Candace Everdeen, but it was the same thing with Mare. I just had moments where I was like, you suck as a main character. So I would probably pair it with Mockingjay um, in the Hunger Games series. And then for our drink, <laughs> you're going to laugh so hard. <laughs> okay. So it's very, very specific. There's a wine that I get at Trader Joe's. Um, it's called Epicuro Primitivo. 
It is a $5 bottle of wine. And the reason I chose this is because, again, you're not buying this red wine to uh, have the best wine of your life. You're getting it because it's going to do the job. It's semi-enjoyable. And that's kind of how this book was. It's like, it's not the best book I've ever read, but like, I didn't hate it. And it did, it did the job. So um, that is my pairing. <laughs> And it's, it's cheap and enjoyable, you know, and also Red Queen, we had to have a red wine. So I love that. No, I couldn't agree more. That's actually I'm looking at it right now online and it's got pretty dang good reviews for a six dollar bottle of wine. Like it's, it's one of the better wines I've tasted. Oh, I got to go get this then. OK, you said that you were prefacing this like they were going to be bad. Those were great pairings. I don't know. You're going to laugh at mine. Um, I already alluded to one. So my movie is going to be Divergent. I've, I've probably used this one before, but reading this book brings me back to my days where I got so into oh, yeah. young adult For sure. dystopian novels. And this was probably eighth grade going into freshman year high school. I would come home with stacks on stacks. It was it was the pri- it was the prime age of these dystopian novels. You have Divergent, you have uh, Matched, you have honestly the Red Queen didn't come out too too long after this. You had um, Uglies, Bangers, Maze Runner. just bangers i kind of want this to be a whole series um once we get famous enough and we can get onto patreon i just want like a full series of like rereading old young adult dystopian novels well that's what i'm saying there's such a there's such a place for books like this and i would say like i would argue that's the start that was our start of reading books like well and this is kind of i mean you know i didn't become like a huge fantasy reader because of it but like i hold a very special place in my heart for these types of books uh, my book is going to be Percy Jackson. That's a good one. Uh, you kind of have the unassuming hero in this book. And it's kind of the series itself kind of reminds me of this as well. Just you are hanging on the edge of your seat after each book is done. And so you're just like on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. And so, again, I think I've used Percy Jackson as well. But that, again, was part of my uh big series reading and this was like in high school and I remember my friend Tess and I would like we had the full Percy Jackson series she was like the first girl that I had met who also read this book and loved it as much as I did and then the Rick Riordan came out with his whole new series which was like the Roman gods and we both were just devouring that one too and it's just too funny so it takes me back to those days just too good the movies are terrible so don't even think but they're coming out with a Disney plus series and Rick Riordan's like really involved in that one so I'm very excited and my TV shows. So this one's a little off the beaten path, but I'm excited about this one. So I just finished Wednesday. Okay. That's about Wednesday Adams and the Adams family. And it is phenomenal. I will jump on the band I'll jump on the bandwagon and say this is this is a show of the year for me. It was so freaking good. Didn't it um just it it's either close or about to overtake Stranger Things for top streamed. I think it did. It did already. That's pretty cool if that's the case. Plus Jenna Ortega. We love her. She's so good. And okay. Yes. So it's the second biggest streaming. It has nearly 6 billion minutes during uh, November 21st through 27th viewing window. That's crazy. That is insane. Anywho, (laughs) that's a weird tangent. I chose that one because... I feel like this show is just it's so fun and it's so weird, but it's so good. It's just somebody that's out of place in this world where people are trying to make her into one thing and she's just not going against the status quo. And she's kind of with people who have powers and who are have abilities and like her. But she, you know, is still kind of fighting 
is coming from a place where she's like, no, I don't have powers. And she's kind of trying to discover her own powers. And so I feel like her and Mare are very similar in that aspect. And so they're very similar characters, though Wednesday has just a depth of character development. I'm like Mare, but it's okay. And then my drink is going to be uh, champagne with a splash of creme de violette, which is reminds me of Mare's powers because it's sparkly. And so it's like sparks. And then it's it turns this beautiful like gray purple color and so it reminds me of uh of the like sparks the purple sparks in her hands that is wow well done hello thank you it's delicious it's my new favorite drink well that's the show thanks so much for joining abby this is a fun so much fun as always as always and keep me updated on the rest of the series how you like it i'm gonna go read it too Okay, we'll do. Maybe we'll do a little bonus episode when we both finish the entire series and we'll come back to it. I love it. Let's do it. Alrighty. Take care. Well, that's the show. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked it, please go give it five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. If you want more book-related content, you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Podcast. Again, that's at R-W-R-E-A-D-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, at Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Until next week, keep your books open and your drink glasses full. Thanks all.